Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. I'm Howard Dory. I'm Jessica Dory. And welcome to Plotting Through the President. This is our premiere episode with the Airwave Media Network. Woohoo! It's been a big development. Yes, and we are thrilled to be part of a network that has great shows like Ben Franklin's World, Southern Gothic, Queen's Podcast, and so many more. This was a long time coming, and we're just so thrilled and excited to be part of this this community. Yes, it's a definitely. new community. And we're calling this season five, but here's the plan. Here's the plan. It's no, different. No more seasons. No more long breaks. We are moving to an ongoing bi-weekly format where you'll get a new episode from us every two weeks. Forever. Um, Forever. I wasn't going to use that word, but... <laughs> <laughs> if you are new to Plotting Through the Presidents, let me tell you how it works. I find fascinating, lesser-known stories from the early United States, usually related to presidents and founders and their families. And I guzzle wine. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. I dive deep into those rabbit holes. And when I emerge, I bring these stories to Jess here, who happens to be my wife. Total coincidence. (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. How did that happen? I like how you're doing the hand gestures of the rabbit burrowing. That's the one thing about being only audio that I feel like people are missing because you really do. Yeah. You you just burrowed (laughs) with your hands and then you came out into the light. Yeah, like a rabbit being born with new knowledge. Yes. Um, I bring those stories to you, Jess. That's me. Um, and you have no idea what the stories are going to be ahead of time. So your reactions are real. Y- yes, this is true. My reactions are real because I am not privy to these stories ahead of time. And it's actually sometimes a problem in our marriage because <laughs> I want to know what he's reading and I want to know what he's writing about. And, you know, we connect on that level in many ways, especially in the past. But now it's top secret. And I find out when I find out. You find out when you find out. Yeah. So me bringing you stories. That's how most episodes work. Does this episode work where I bring you a story? <laughs> um, that'd be something to have told you ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, no, today, though, I'm not bringing you a story. Not this time. This time, I'm going to change your life. Oh, you already have in so many ways. Huh? Uh, I'm offering you a new lifestyle. I call it the John Adams diet. Oh, geez. I think I've already hit that. <laughs> Oh, no, I think no, no. I'm already on it, hun. No, so, no. So like red meat only. <laughs> oh, oh, you just wait. You just high wait. carb potato red meat. Is oh, that... this is gonna I blow think your I'm mind. There. I don't. Okay. <laughs> whatever you think you know, 
I don't. You have no idea. You ignorant. (laughs) So John Adams, he went from being a simple country lawyer in New England to becoming the second president of the United States. He was self-aware enough to call himself obnoxious and disliked. But he was loud and proud and fought harder for American independence than maybe anyone outside of the military. All right, so this is more than a diet. It's a way of life. Let me ask you some questions. I'm scared. Do you want to live to be 90 years old with, with some of your faculties intact? I, I yes. If with faculties yes. intact, All right. do I you, do, and I want to live happily and healthily at that age. Do you want that husky John Adams bod? As long as it's husky, yes. How do you think he got those smoke show calves? Smoke show calves? Look at John Trumbull's painting of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Do you have a $2 bill on you? I do have a $2 bill. You do? On you? No. I didn't think so. Okay. (laughs) How dare you? Okay, I will show you then what I'm talking about. You might need to zoom into this. That's John Adams there in the center. Yeah. Look at those legs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's some muscles in those socks. <laughs> there are some muscles in them socks. Yes. You might look at this picture and wonder why. Why is he the only one who's shown in full body with his legs all sexy? And I'm just saying that there was a reason. In 1828, this painting was put in the Capitol Rotunda, and John Randolph of Roanoke called it the shin piece, for surely never was there before such a collection of legs submitted to the eyes of man. <laughs> But there's only one other other guy. I know there's only one other guy whose calves are displayed, and that's Richard Henry Lee sitting there with his legs crossed. Yeah. But that's how powerful John Adams' legs were. They leave the impression that that's a lot of legs. (laughs) Yeah, the one that has all the muscle isn't even uh, flexed. (laughs) Yes. So the the John Adams diet is going to help you get those calves. Maybe in part because calves are stronger when they need to support more weight. (laughs) Or they're stronger when the painter doesn't understand anatomy. (laughs) Oh, I think the painter understood a lot of things. (laughs) Are you ready for a change? Absolutely. All right, then throw out all the health and diet advice that you've ever heard. I think I've gotten some pretty strange diet advice over the years. Throw it out. Okay. Because the John Adams diet is the only diet you need. All right, that's good to know. This man lived to be 90 years old in 1826. That's impressive. Adjusted for inflation, that's almost 3,000 years old today. That can't be. Um, I did the math. So how did he do it? And how can you replicate his magic? I don't know. Simply. Just follow these 10 simple principles. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Yeah, I can't wait to hear the principles. All right. Number, Bring on the principles. Number one, chocolate for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've done it. Done it. <laughs> In his later years, John Adams ate chocolate for breakfast daily. And if it was good enough for him, I think it's good enough for you. <laughs> if our son, you know, heard this, he'd be all for it. Yes. Cinnamon toast with chocolate oh, every morning, please. What's the worst that could happen? maybe. Now, the haters might say, but John Adams lost all his teeth. And that's true. Well, so did they. Didn't they all lose their teeth? No. Curiously, (laughs) around the same time, Thomas Jefferson could brag that he never lost a tooth. John Adams lost all his teeth. So he was toothless at the end of his life. That's true. But thankfully, chocolate melts in your mouth. Mm. Where we're going, we don't need teeth. (laughs) 
So, you know, I want chocolate. I do some DoorDash or I go down to the supermarket and pick up some chocolate or, you know, I go trick or treating. How did how did he get his hands on chocolate? I think it was probably sent to him in in the mail somehow. I From think he a ordered different it. country? Was it imported directly to Adams? I don't know. That's a okay. great question. I think chocolate back then was probably remarkably different in the sugar content and things right. like that. But it's it, probably pretty it bitter. Existed. It might have been. Yeah. I just wanted to know, just in case I'm ever transported back to that time, how to get my hands on some chocolate. And I'm not 100% sure whether he's referring to like solid chocolate or some sort of Truffles? like hot chocolate drink. Um, yeah. That he would probably sip from a saucer. That sounds amazing. Yeah. By the way, this information about his chocolate breakfast and many of the foundations of the John Adams diet, it comes from a letter that he wrote in 1819 to a doctor. This doctor, his name was Vine Utley, and Vine Utley had written a book called Observations on Old People, 80 Years of Age. Riveting stuff, I'm sure. Wow. He'd reached out to founders like Adams and Jefferson and Benjamin Rush, and he asked them about their physical habits, and he sort of pressured them to write him back before they died. And Adams did, because one of his favorite subjects to talk about was himself. One of my favorite things about the letter is, at the end, he wrote, P.S., if you should desire it, and I should be alive and have nothing more important to do, I will give you a more ample detail of my physical history. (laughs) Did he ever come to that point where he gave ample detail? Well, a year later, finally, the guy did write back and be like, oh, yeah, tell me more. But I guess Adams had something better to do because (laughs) he never wrote back. I don't have the time. Okay. Um, But still, as far as like postscripts to a letter go, I can't imagine a less enthusiastic sentence written about a less exciting topic, but I love (laughs) it. Now. Of course you do. The second principle in the John Adams diet. Are you ready to move on to the next level? Me? Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Number two, drink hard cider every day. Is that is that like straight up liquor? It is alcoholic. It's like it's like apple cider, but, with but hard. Yeah, it's got okay. alcohol in it. Not a high alcohol content. Okay. Um, but Adams loves cider. He drank it every day for most of his life. He thought it helped people live longer. And he thought it was much healthier than wine and beer and hard alcohol. One of his biggest complaints when he was in France and England was that he couldn't get any cider there. He was forced to drink all this wine. He really preferred cider. That's how I feel in Europe where they have no ice. Yeah. When I come home to the States, I fill up my glass with ice and I drink the coldest glacier water ever. So I I understand missing a certain liquid. Yeah. A certain type of liquid when you're traveling. To give you an idea of how much he loved cider... Before he married Abigail, he wrote that you could take politics away. He didn't need it. Just give me bacon and cider and books and girl and friend. Girl. And I will frisk it. Frisk it. I am so confused. Frisk it good. Frisk the girl. <laughs> I think he'll he'll frisk it all. I think it's his way of saying he'll take it. He'll be fine. Okay. Or he'll pat just it down. Girl. Any girl. Any girl. Any so girl. Not necessarily his wife. Just any bring book, me girl. Any, bring girl. Bring me girl. Friend. <laughs> cider. Just girl. Book. <laughs> bacon. Chocolate. And girl. Yes. He <laughs> oh wa- he wasn't picky. Wow. Um, at this point, he was engaged to Abigail, and he was okay. looking forward to the wedding. So maybe he was thinking about her. Just the girl. Just, yeah, that the girl, girl. Or any girl. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> Bring me girl. Yes. So, but girl and cider were on the same level. Okay. Along with book. <laughs> book. That's how important cider was. Book and cider. Yes. Girl. Yes. 
So yeah, a little chocolate, some hard cider. It's the right way to start your day. <laughs> and it's gluten-free. So there's no reason not to frisk it. Okay. Frisk it good. Yeah. I'll frisk it. Do it. Bring me boy. <laughs> <laughs> now the next principle, it might be difficult for some folks, but it's hard to argue with the health benefits. The third principle of the John Adams diet is eat a mostly vegetarian diet. Okay. That there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can still eat meat, just just not a lot. Um, for sixty years, John Adams followed the vegetable diet. He called it using very little meat. And how did he get his protein? Through his protein. Vegetables? There was some meat that he would eat, oh. um, but meat back then was almost more like condiments and stuff to the meal. Like it wasn't the main course oh, so much. Interesting. Um, especially red meat. Yeah. So what was the main course? Vegetables, things you could grow, and there uh, were potatoes. There were artichokes there mm-hmm. were you know yeah your basic vegetables which you know and it's hard for me to think of any vegetables off the top of my head but i know they exist <laughs> green they're crunchy sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> um but this idea was actually pretty common back then mm-hmm. mass consumption of meat was looked at as like excessive and gluttonous and extravagant like the british monarchy what would they think of us today they would probably be shocked in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but in that way, too. In that way, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's strange that we're doing this particular episode about having chocolate for breakfast when simultaneously my mother was on a podcast about intermittent fasting. Right, yeah. <laughs> so polar. That's, don't have breakfast at all. Right. Don't, just you know, don't eat. <laughs> don't eat. Yeah. What <laughs> podcast was she on? Maybe we should call that out. I don't know. We can put it in the show notes or something because I don't okay. know offhand what it was. All right. I um, but it's her. a big one. It's a big intermittent fasting podcast. It's a movement. Yeah. Doctors at the time were highly recommending a mostly vegetarian diet back then. Mm-hmm. And this was like the 1810s, the 1820s. But when you compare that to 60 years later, when James Garfield was dying... Our guest, Tegan Kehoe, uh, in a previous episode, she brought this up. After Garfield was shot, and as he was slowly dying, his doctors thought the best thing for him would be whiskey and beef bouillon, so they put both those things up his butt. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we talk about Tegan every episode. Yeah. She comes up somehow. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be fed up your butt, right? No. There's no reverse digestive system it doesn't work in reverse like that well i I think it actually kind of does but it's not necessarily the healthiest alternative no i don't think it does i I think that you can get nutrients that way i mean very little because you're not actually absorbing them that way i think they might get to the stomach so beef bouillon Uh uh-huh and cider did you say no whiskey whiskey yeah but oh my gosh did it kill off all his like good gut bacteria? <laughs> it's like No, it wrecked them. Eh. <laughs> okay. Stop it with your bad self. Sorry. Um jeez. Oh, so 1810s, eat your vegetables, drink a ton of milk, maybe a glass of wine a day. 1880s, hard pivot to hooch and meat juice suppositories. Wow. Quite a swing of the pendulum there. But that's not the John Adams diet. You can still have a little meat and a good amount of fish. But lay off the hard liquor. And remember, veggies are the star of the show. All okay. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Although sometimes... Your body needs to keep it simple. And that's when it's time for the next principle. Beef bullion up the butt. <laughs> no. Number four, if you're not feeling well, eat like a prisoner. Mm. Yeah. So when you're having tummy troubles or you're sick or you need a cleanse, this was John Adams' advice to his grandson, George. He said, I am sorry to hear you complaining so often of ill health. I advise you to live upon bread and water. That might sound bad, right? Might sound boring. For sure. Yes. But listen to this next part. To make this diet luxury, I allow you to put a piece of toasted bread into the water. Oh, dip it. Yeah. Dip it good. When I was having tummy troubles back when I was pregnant with our first, mm -hmm. the GI doctor said, please just spend the next week eating rice. Yeah. And I said, what now? <laughs> and he said, just white rice. And I did. And then... I was better. Yeah, it's all about removing anything that could be upsetting you, getting down to basics. It's like a cleanse. Exactly. Um, so there was some science and, and thought behind what John Adams was recommending. And some luxury when you get to dip that toast. Soggy bread <laughs> might be the most disgusting food to me. See, I mean, an Italian beef sandwich that's just like dripping wet and so soft that's is gross. the best to me. No, I don't want any sogginess in my bread. All right, fair Which enough. Which is why gluten-free bread is difficult sometimes, because mm. it does break apart. It is really made of easily. sand. It's made of sand. Yeah. So Adams thought that this deprivation, he told George that these are the benefits, okay? With this regimen, your head will always be clear, your stomach light, your temper serene, and your whole body free from pain. And you will make more improvement in science and literature in one day than you can in a week. And he said, if you eat meat, drink wine, and smoke cigars, you will never be well unless you ride 10 miles a day or walk a mile. And then he said, if young men will not learn the necessity of living upon a cooling diet, if they study, they must die. I suppose you will say, as most young men do, I'd rather die. <laughs> but if you are so determined... Do not blame your affectionate grandfather. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not the kind of advice I got from my grandparents. Maybe not, no. <laughs> now, I don't know if George took any of that advice, but I do know that five years later, George threw himself off a boat and died. But I don't blame oh his God. affectionate grandfather. 
Oh, geez. But who knows how things might have been different if he'd adopted that luxurious diet of dripping wet toast. Maybe he did. Maybe and that's he what was did like, it. like, life isn't worth living anymore with this soggy bread. Maybe. Maybe. That's really sad. Yeah. He threw himself. Off so a boat. He died by suicide. Yeah, and we talked about this in the episode about Mary Helen. That. Yeah, I do remember this. It's yeah. It's really sad. It is, it is very sad. Um, I don't think it had to do with this diet. Okay. For the record. Thanks for clearing that up. Yes. You still on board with your new lifestyle here? <laughs> um, I'm having some doubts. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I signed do you like up. I like that keeping simple. <laughs> it, is, it is a lifetime commitment. One week of soggy bread for you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no thank you, but it does make me feel like I need more chocolate in my life. <laughs> great, great. The next tenant of the John Adams diet mm, might not be so easy. Number five, wake mm. up at 4 a.m. That's not going to work for me. I like the idea of the more the morning miracle. The morning, yeah, yeah. The morning time is very peaceful, but you have to get the rest of your life in order for that to work. Mm. Like you have to go to bed early. You have to yeah not have a lot of stress because that sleep needs to happen somehow. Yeah. I know it sounds early, but you've signed up for the John Adams diet. There's no backing out now. <laughs> Fortunately, you can combine this four a.m. wake up with the next tenant. Okay. Number six. Get as much sleep as you need. That's great. Yeah. He said he woke up at 4 a.m., but he also said that he got as much sleep every day as he needed. So he took naps? I guess. Um, on his horse while riding to Congress? I, You know, I don't know. This is this is, this was later. He wasn't riding anywhere uh, much. <laughs> okay. But it's nice. I guess you wake up at 4 a.m., you have your chocolate and your hard cider, and then you can Fall sleep asleep. as much as you like wherever and whenever. So mid-conversation on a couch. Probably. probably what he, senile Jim oh, he was, was doing. He was certainly that guy for sure. <laughs> all right. But I'm all four naps. Take a nap. Yeah. I'd like to take a nap after this. All right. You know, maybe during. We'll see. <laughs> Getting there. All right. The next one. Number seven. How many are there? Here we go. Ten. 45. <laughs> no, there, there are 10 tenants and a couple bonuses. Okay. Number seven. Bonus tenants? Yeah. So he made this list or you did? Oh, I made this list based on his life and his reports of his physical activities okay. and diet. Got it. Yes. Number seven, be a little fat. Check. <laughs> Look, we all know that John Adams had the ultimate dad bod. <laughs> That's why they called him Daddy Vice when he was vice president. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, he was called that, but not because of his weight. His weight is why they called him his rotundity behind his back. Rotundity. (laughs) But he wasn't wasn't obese, and I don't think it affected his health or his longevity, and he even joked about it. Although I'm not quite sure what he meant in this one joke he made, and it's driving me nuts. Okay. I doubt I can help, but bring it on me. 200 years ago, to this very day that we're recording this, actually, mm-hmm. he, wow. si- he signed off a letter to Thomas Jefferson by saying, in his 89th year, still too fat to last much longer, John Adams. At least that's what Adams's copy of the letter says, according to the still National Archives transcripts. too fat to last much longer. Yeah. Maybe he's tired. Maybe. Fat and tired. But then the version of that letter that went to Jefferson said something slightly different. It said, in his 89th year, still has fat to last much longer. Mm, That makes more sense. I guess. I mean, 
the point is still there that he's making a self-deprecating joke about being old and fat. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm, he says I have some life in me still because I've got fat in my bones. Yeah, I mean, but that's the other one. Like, I don't know if he's saying he's too fat to live or too fat to die. <laughs> I think he's saying I'm a chunky monkey and therefore I can still live longer. Maybe. That's what I think he's saying. But the most cited version of it is him saying he's still too fat to last much longer. But he's lasted so long already. I know. And the whole word still, I'm still not last long. It doesn't make sense that way. Okay. But it sounds like a tired statement. It it does, yeah. (laughs) He sounds like he's tired. He was tired, yeah. For sure. So I don't know if this is the best diet for energy, necessarily, (laughs) but you got some longevity, so that's important. Nice. But the point is, if you want to live like John Adams, you don't have to be in perfect shape. Because as Garfield taught me, the cat, not the president, round is a shape. (laughs) Nice. Now, the next tenet is possibly the most obvious and best advice that you can take. From him or in life in general? From him. And I mean, yeah, basically, it's... Love yourself? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) You're like, that's sweet. No. Number nine is walk every day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Even toward the end, when he said that his head was too unsteady for horseback riding, <laughs> he walked two or three miles a day. Wow. And his shoes couldn't have been as comfortable as shoes now. No. Um, I mean, there were heels on them and everything. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. So I'm not a doctor. On cobblestone or on rocks, even. Maybe rocks, yeah. Maybe yeah, jagged, dirt, magma, lava. And heels. Who knows what the earth looked like back then? Yeah. <laughs> dinosaur land. Yes. He was walking over dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaur fossils and <sighs> rocks and dirt and heels. Everywhere. For three miles. Yeah. But that's really good advice. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Now, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Nothing we say should be taken as medical advice. We're all just having fun here. But that said, if you walk two or three miles every day... It can't hurt. (laughs) You can have some chocolate for breakfast. You know? You've earned your chocolate. Yes. And that's the crux of the John Adams diet right there. I just feel like there's so many toxic things about this. About what? About our, like, the way we're looking at food and joking about it, even in this lighthearted way. Oh, well, I mean... You shouldn't have to earn your food. You no. should enjoy your chocolate whenever you're the f you want, and you should you should enjoy food and enjoy who you are, and walk three miles a day. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes. just good for not only your weight and health, but I just feel like peace of mind and your sensory systems and your mental health too. No, that is a good healthy attitude to to not think like. This thing I'm doing is bad, so I have to offset it by doing a good thing so I don't feel guilty. It's it's about balance and doing things that make you feel Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And I don't I mean this list has quite a bit of of um excellent advice. Excellent <laughs> excellent yeah. advice and and not Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but it's it's what am I trying to say? This list is playful, you know? Yeah. Even John Adams the way he looked at food and stuff. I mean, it does seem playful and not as toxic because he did enjoy what he wanted. He did. He did. Yes. And he knew what felt good. Yes. But still, I would say, um, ask your doctor if the John Adams diet is right for you. <laughs> what was number 10? The walking? That's number nine. Oh, walking. that was number nine. Yep. So we haven't said number 10 yet. No, number 10. This is one of the most important things, I think. Okay. And it's real. This isn't playful. This is great advice, I think. Have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. This really speaks to John Adams's positivity. Yeah. 
And I know you're listening, you might be thinking, but he was grumpy and jealous and depressed and he hated so many people with a passion. And that's all true. But he was passionate. He was passionate. And he also had a remarkably positive outlook that let him enjoy the little things in life, like like cattle shows coming to town or, you know, his books, of course. <laughs> yeah. He looked forward to things like visits from his family. He looked forward to letters from Thomas Jefferson. But he's at, human. Yes. He needs some kind of, you know, meaningful activity in his life. Absolutely. Some occupation. But it's, it's important to think about what can that be because they didn't have TV. So it's like, <laughs> gosh, you can't even imagine. You got to fill in those gaps, you know, <laughs> what goes in those holes. Um, yeah, he looked forward to those things. He, he communicated. He looked forward to letters from his daughter-in-law, Louisa, who he seemed to value even more than his son did. These things <laughs> made life worth living. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, make plans. Treat yourself. I'm not treat saying others with respect. Ah, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying don't live in the present, but whether it's your morning chocolate or the next season of Doctor Who, have something to look forward to. Yeah, that's really important. Every day. Yeah. Do something every day that you look forward to. Yeah. That's that's a goal. Every day, sure. give yourself a little present. <laughs> I think that's from Twin Peaks, but it's good advice. <laughs> um, and I don't even want to know no, what I think that it was present like, is. No, it was Kyle McLaughlin, like a nice hot cup of damn fine coffee. <laughs> um, in Adams's case, he also looked forward to the afterlife. But the greatest terrestrial thing that he looked forward to at the end was making it to the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Wow. Which he did, Amazing. along with Jefferson. And not having anything more to look forward to, they both died that very same day on July 4th, 1826. Amazing. After living remarkable lives. Mm -hmm. We did a whole episode about that amazing coincidence and yeah. how it might have been helped along by drugs. But <laughs> the power of the human will is a huge part of it. Wow. For me, it goes back to the idea of walking every day and how it's a little easier when you have a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. Your destination is Starbucks. Yes, chocolate. <laughs> you know, an iced mocha counts as chocolate it in the does. morning. You drink chocolate. I, I do. I don't mean to, and I shouldn't in this way. I don't. I, I think I think there are probably better ways to get my chocolate, but I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Now, there are two more bonus principles. Okay. They're more like life goals um, that can help you live the Adam's way, but they can be a little harder to achieve. Mm -hmm. Number one is open your mind through... Your butthole. <laughs> Sorry. How did you know? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Say it again. Sorry. Oh, no. No, that's it. We're pivoting. Hard pivot. Open your mind. Through travel. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I can say that travel was good for John Adams' health, since the closest he ever came to death was when he was overseas mm -hmm. and without cider. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and without chocolate, perhaps. <laughs> no, no, they had, the, they had the good stuff there. <laughs> but travel was great for his mind. Mm -hmm. He traveled all through Europe, mostly in France and England, the Netherlands. Oh, yeah, they had chocolate. But also Spain. He dined across from Marie Antoinette. He and Thomas Jefferson stole a little piece of Shakespeare's chair. <sighs> He'd always traveled the world through reading, and he continued to do that into his old age. And reading could be a tenant all its own. But through all his diplomatic assignments during and after the revolution, he got to actually experience the world. The John Adams diet allows you to be a grumpy old curmudgeon, but you also have to be open to taking in the world and learning about other people's experiences. Mm, this is like your 
manifesto. Maybe, <laughs> yes. This is my man. I'm going to move to a cabin <laughs> in, outside of Quincy, Massachusetts. I'm going to write a manifesto. You're going to be grumpy and old, but also open-minded. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be so open-minded to learning about why I'm yelling at the people on my lawn. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And sometimes those experiences for John only led to making his prejudices grow. But he was still learning. <laughs> you know, he was in taking knowledge. The second and final bonus tenant. Mm-hmm. And this might be the most difficult, which is why it's a bonus. Okay. Is finding a good partner. Oh, he did that. He did that. Yeah. Yes. I cried my eyes out mm. when she died. In the John Adams miniseries? Yes. <laughs> so. Thank you. That's the definition of finishing my thought right Yes, there. yes. But yeah, that's, I, I cried my eyes out. Yeah. I mean, not because it was well done, not just because that, but because they were the perfect partnership. It's true. They really, I, I mean, mean. Probably far from perfect. They were perfect for each other, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you can't have John Adams without Abigail Adams. Mm-hmm. Her support, her counsel, her influence. It brought out the best in him, mm-hmm. for and for the most part, it softened the worst, mm-hmm. or at least it directed the worst privately and not publicly. Right. You know, she she um, quenched the volcano. I don't know. Quench the volcano. Um, and that might be the part that I identify with the most. Oh, yeah. Well, that and the chocolate. <laughs> yes, I would say. Oh. So let's summarize your new life plan here, okay? Okay. All you have to do to live to be fat, sassy, and 90 is wake up every day at 4 Mm a.m., down enough chocolate and hard cider to keep you fat, and walk. Maybe to see a cool cow or something, but don't eat it. (laughs) Don't eat the cow. And if you're lucky, travel with someone who makes you better. That's really the core of your new life. I'm so excited for you. Why are you excited? To be embarking on the John Adams (laughs) diet. Um, So do you have any thoughts on this? Well... I at least know the principles that I could implement and that I'll think about implementing in my okay, life. Okay, great, great. Um, and then I know the ones that I can't implement. Okay, well, we but, don't we don't say can't. <laughs> we, say we say can't not, yet. Can't, not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really love the travel. Yes. I love the importance of having a good partner and just being surrounded by good people. Yeah. I think leaving negative people behind became really easy. Once we had kids, you know, once we had kids and our time because was Because we left everyone behind. <laughs> we were, you know, leaving um, negativity to the wind became easier. And I yeah. highly recommend that. And then I love the idea of doing something you look forward to every day. Yeah. There are definitely days that pass by where I didn't do anything I lo- was looking forward to. And I think okay. implementing that would be great. Yeah. I think a lot of it, like walking, the traveling, it's the reading. It's about... Experiencing the world, consuming things, enjoying things, Fulfilling having your things soul. to look forward to. Yeah. Fill your soul. Fill your bucket. Fill your holes. <laughs> um, however you want to take your food. You know, we don't in whatever orifice. We don't judge. I judge. I judge about orifices. Which comes up so often in company, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't mention that around Jess. <laughs> <sighs> so judgy. If you want to know more about how the John Adams Diet can change your life, go to johnadamsdiet.com. Hurry up while supplies last. What? Yes. There's a website for this? There's a website. That's exciting. Are you creating it? What? Who else would be creating it? I don't know. <laughs> we have a web, the podpod.com, plotting through the presidents is our website. Now, johnadamsdiet.com is something that can change your life. I'm, I'm apprehensive. 
But looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, fear is the first stepping stone to change. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. In our next episode, coming up in two weeks, we've got a very special guest. I'll be speaking with historian and author H.W. Brands about his new book, Founding Partisans, Hamilton, Madison, Jefferson, Adams, and the Brawling Birth of American Politics. Wow. The subject matter of this book is so far up my alley, it hurts. (laughs) It was written for you. You know, so join us next time. If you like what you heard, spread the word. Consider joining our Patreon community for bonus content, outtakes, and perks. There was a lot of outtakes with this one, I think. There might have been. Howard's going to have to slice this all up. Oh, yeah. Get me out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Cut her out of there. I'm sorry. We didn't have time for just this week. (laughs) This has been an Airwave Media Podcast. Thank you for plotting along with us. Thanks for plotting. There's some muscles in those socks.